0: Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. You know what that college fight song means? It's time to head to Hueytown, Alabama's favorite son. We're going to go up to Birmingham and talk to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine, who's probably running more this morning than he has in the past month.
1: Hey, man, uh, I'm actually I'm uh, I'm back at the house. Uh, got in here, of course, late last night, and uh, will be literally as soon as we get off the air here. I'm getting in the car and driving back to the publishing office. We uh, sent part of the southeastern magazine to the printer last night. Uh, still got portions of it that we have not yet finished, so we'll be uh, putting the finishing touches on today. And by the end of the day today, the Southeastern edition will be at the printer, and, and possibly some of it may actually already be on the press.
0: Absolutely incredible, Lynn. And what's amazing, and I was telling our listening audience earlier, uh, a few years ago you ran down the percentage of how great you guys were for predicting games and champions. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the order of uh, the SEC West for today, and you're going to say – uh, probably not, but I'm going to give you my predictions. But it's amazing. You have got to come up with something about Arkansas, and they're playing their spring game today without any fans because of this weather that we're going to send your way uh, to Birmingham. But no fans. It's a closed practice, but you can watch it on the uh, Internet today, but an empty stadium up in Fayetteville.
1: I had not heard they were doing that. I, I, when I heard that they, uh, that they moved the Friday situation to a doubleheader yesterday with Ole Miss and baseball, I thought they might, you know, may have to accommodate it some way. I really thought they might move it back a day so that people could be there, but interesting. Uh, yeah, well, we've got, you know, Oregon plays theirs today, Virginia plays theirs today, um, Arkansas, I like there's a couple of others. It's a, it's a roll in the dice, I mean, because for us and, and other people like us that do it, there aren't many of us left to do this. But um, you just got to, you know, if, if Austin Allen breaks his arm today, uh, yeah, I don't have any premonitions, but, you know, we're in trouble. Uh, on our prediction, potentially, uh, and and uh, others as well with these with these other programs, and we, we've had a couple of times when uh, when when things like that have happened, but you know, but usually they don't. But the contract uh, to be on the newsstands is for that last week of May, so uh, people like Nick Brown can uh, can have their publications as they head on to vacation and as the school gets out, and uh, and so it is what it is. We're obligated uh, for a press schedule starting this weekend in order to meet that newsstand deadline and um you know so we can't do anything about that we just have to project it the best we can and it's you know but i mean we've we've been lindy's has been uh, doing this for 36 years so uh, we're used to it
0: and how many years have you been with lindy's
1: 27 27 years
0: how they made it those nine years without you i will never know
1: <laughs> well I, lindy would probably say he did pretty well but i but uh, next time you're with him you can ask him
0: I'm going, to, I'm going to ask him that very question, and I want to talk, we're to talk some college baseball in the SEC. Of course, a lot of big series uh, this weekend, and I'm going to start with one uh, in Starkville, Mississippi, between uh, Mississippi State and Auburn, and Mississippi State, that's a team, you know, a new coach this year, we're moving, how are they going to do in the West? Well, boy, they've got it rolling in Starkville as they defeated Auburn last night, I think the final score, 5-2. to two.
1: That's, that's right. Where, where are you broadcasting from this morning? I'm in the studio today. You're in the studio. Okay, so, so Donut Man's not with you. Okay, because I was going to throw him into the conversation with it. Being Mississippi State. Uh, the rest of the Western Division needs very, very much to pull for Auburn today. Uh, because if Mississippi State beats Auburn today, um, they're getting ready to have a huge lead over the, uh, over the rest of the West. Uh, if they could sweep Auburn today, uh, they have a three-game lead over the entire Western Division with only six games left to play, if they could split today, then uh, they got a two-game lead on Auburn. If, if Auburn were to sweep the doubleheader today, they got a one-game lead. Uh, actually, if Auburn swept the doubleheader, they'd be tied. Um, but the only the only team that, that can stay within three games of them, um, you know, right now is going to be Auburn. And and if they if they knock off Auburn today, then Auburn's not there either. And Mississippi State has a commanding lead in the Western Division. So uh, usually other, other teams probably don't care what happens, but every other team in the league needs to be pulling for Auburn because if not, Mississippi State uh, almost becomes insurmountable in, uh, in, in their the position that they sit in the Western Division, which is a great comeback because they got off to a slow start. But here's the deal, Nick. Uh, with the exception of Alabama, uh, you're going to have, uh, if, if, if State and Auburn even split today, then you'll have Auburn, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and LSU uh, potentially all with eight losses. Now I realize A and still got to play today, and LSU still got to play today, as well as Auburn. But uh, you could have you could have a huge logjam. Uh, Ole Miss is is further down; they've got ten losses. But but LSU, A and M, Arkansas, and Auburn could virtually be dead tied uh, for second, third, fourth, and fifth place within the within the Western Division. So you could go all the way from getting a buy uh, to, to uh, almost being at the bottom, uh, just off what's happening now. That's how balanced the uh, the, the conference is, and on the, on the eastern side, you got a similar situation with Kentucky. That, you know, if, if Kentucky, now they're playing A&M, and A&M, I think, beat them last night. But if, uh, if Kentucky could win, um, you know, they're in, a, they're in a similar situation. they got a, a two-game lead on a three-game lead on everybody except Florida. So, um, you know, so you're getting ready, potentially, to have Kentucky and Mississippi State kind of distancing themselves away from the other teams in the, in the east and the west.
0: You yeah, know, and certainly, I think one of the battles. Talk to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine at beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. Talking everything with uh, SEC baseball. You talk about that score from last night, and I want to look at Kentucky. And that I think you're going to lead. You know, you and I had talked earlier in the week about who would get Coach of the Year. Remember, just a, it seems like just a few short years ago that South Carolina made their trips to Omaha in the College World Series. How About the Kentucky Wildcats all over the Gamecocks, nineteen to one.
1: Yeah, but but here's here's the thing about baseball. They could turn around again game in South Carolina, could beat them 6 to nothing. Baseball, to me, unlike any – and softball to an extent. But baseball, among the, among the major sports that Lindy's covers, football, baseball, basketball, uh, baseball can turn – you know, the, the point I make uh, often in discussing this very thing is uh, the, the major league team that had the all-time worst record in history, I believe was, was the New York Mets team like 40 years ago, and uh, they they had the worst winning percentage ever. However, they walked off the field a winner like 50 times. So uh, there's a very fine line between getting beat 19 to one and winning six to nothing. So it would not surprise me at all today to see South Carolina win that win that ball game. But the point being, Kentucky being such a strong offensive team as it has been all year, Kentucky and Arkansas, uh, the the two that have been the the biggest offensive things. Arkansas now has lost two series in a row Auburn beat them two out of three now Ole Miss is beating them two out of three so Arkansas dropping down just a little bit um but still staying very competitive in that uh, in that western division right now you still you've got uh, I think you've already got five SEC teams that have won 30 ball games uh A&M's 130 and and Auburn and Arkansas and uh I think Kentucky and Mississippi State so you've got 45 teams that's won 30 ball games
0: well, and I think the most interesting battle, Lynn, as you look, and you and I have talked about this for years, it certainly it could come down to percentage points. But uh, fortunately for the Southeastern Conference and really most of college baseball, you don't have that many uh, games canceled. So everyone playing the same amount of games. And uh, the battle's going to be we can go ahead and write Alabama off, uh, making the trip to Hoover. Uh, the Crimson Tide are in bottom of the SEC West. But it's interesting because Tennessee and Georgia, the SEC will take 12 teams. So we can mark Alabama off, and that the battle's going to be between the Tennessee Balls and the Georgia Bulldogs and both losing, both in tough series. Tennessee uh, lost to Vanderbilt one to nothing yesterday, and uh, Georgia lost to Florida six to four. So that's gonna be the battle for that last spot for Hoover.
1: Well, Georgia's you know, you just got a feel for Georgia. Last weekend they go into the top of the ninth with a three run lead. They blow it in the top of the night, they lose an extra inning. Last night, for the second time in the last four SEC ball games. They go into the top of the ninth ahead of Florida, and Florida scores three runs in the top of the ninth and beats them. So Georgia has given up three runs in the top of the ninth in two. I think in two out of the last three SEC ball games, they've given up three runs in the top of the ninth to blow victories. So if Georgia had, had could just have held the top of the ninth without giving up three runs in two ball games, they'd have won seven. And Tennessee only would have won five, and Georgia would be starting to get some distance between them and Tennessee the way it stands now, uh, you know, I still lean toward Tennessee being the team that gets in. Because Georgia's just snake bit. Now Alabama, you know, bless their hearts, I mean, I just don't know what to say. I I do still think, you know, there's there's still a game against L S U, uh I mean against uh
0: Yeah, a game against L S U Against
1: LSU you see today, but then Auburn the next weekend and I don't have it in front of me Nick, the next weekend They've still got seven chances to win ball games. I'll be very surprised if they don't win a couple. I'll be surprised they don't beat Auburn. That's a huge in-state rivalry. They've already played once, and Auburn beat them. Uh, so I, I really don't expect Auburn to sweep Alabama. Um, and then their last their last series will be a home series. Is my memory It'll be their senior uh, weekend? I don't think they'll get swept there. But you're right. It's almost they're not mathematically eliminated yet, but they almost are. But Tennessee and Georgia's the fight. And um and uh, I just, you know, I, the way Georgia has been sliding the, the heartbreaking way in which they've lost uh, two ball games that would have had them in a in a much more comfortable position. You got to you got to think that's going to start emotionally taking a, to- a toll on, uh, on Georgia.
0: Uh, certainly that could be the case. And one thing I will say about that Alabama-Auburn series, you know, it's unique that a lot of SEC teams will play a game that is, does not count as a conference game. and They do that. It's a charity. It's a fundraiser. They played in Montgomery at the Biscuits Park, and that game was won by Auburn. Well, I can tell you that the winner of that game normally has, uh, the last few seasons, lost the uh, lost the series.
1: Yeah, that's true. uh, uh Seldom, really seldom in, in recent history, maybe ever, that I remember, and I've been following it a long time, I never remember a year when when one of the two teams has been this much better than the other one. Now, with that being said, Alabama could win two out of three. I mean, cause just like we are saying a minute ago, I guarantee you that New York Mets team, they won some series that year, um, but uh, Auburn is just so much better than Alabama this year, and, and again, with that being said, Alabama could win the series, but... There's a big disparity between the Talon and Auburn's team and the talent on Alabama's team right now.
0: Well, let's go to the reason that you and I first met. Well, actually, it was at a uh, the first time we met was at the uh, baseball SEC baseball tournament. But let's go to the business at hand that you have today, all the work you're doing, and now I'm going to look and and the crystal ball that I have here at ESPN 97.7 FM. I'm going to go with my predictions in the SEC West. You've got Alabama first. You've got uh, Auburn second due to the fact the uh, quarterbacks did them, the Baylor transfer. And I'm going to go with you've got LSU third. And then I'm going to lose it because I'm thinking that you've got the Mississippi schools uh, last. And you've so you've got, uh, let's see, uh, A&M fourth. And then uh, Mississippi schools, let's see, sixth and seventh. So that puts uh, Arkansas at fifth. Well, how
1: about the last two?
0: Uh, last, all right, John Tabor and I differ. I've got the Magnolia State coming in the bottom. I've got Mississippi State sixth, uh, Ole Miss seventh, and and uh, Arkansas
1: fifth. All right, uh, what did he say? Uh, I got state above Arkansas. Okay, uh, I can tell you that both both of y'all are pretty close. Uh, Nick, you got a, you got a little bit wrong, Tabor. You got a little bit wrong, uh, but y'all are y'all are very close. Your 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 uh, your predictions. I don't know that our explanations are going to be exactly the, the the same as what y'all are saying. But uh, but I can tell you y'all are y'all are very close, uh, and it, I mean we those are those are among the pages we have not yet sent to the printer, um, and uh, we we do not yet have from our editors we do not yet have all of the player rankings nor do we have the uh, position team rankings we you know y'all y'all know our magazines we have we have a section every year that has. Uh, done by positions. These are the best backfields. These are the best offensive lines. These are the best defensive lines, the best uh, you know, defensive backfields, and so on. That has not yet been submitted to us and finalized by our editors. We'll be doing that this afternoon. And we always hold till, till we see those rankings, just kind of get an overview of the teams to tweak exactly where, where those will be. But I can tell you that what y'all just said is very close to what the, the final rankings for the SEC is going to be for the SEC West.
0: Well, uh, certainly you've told us a lot without telling us anything, Lynn, so therefore we'll go out and <laughs> hey, I've Hey,
1: I've been paid to do exactly that for a long time.
0: I, I look forward to uh, to checking it how about out.
1: The, hey, how about the East? I, I, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, here's the deal. Uh, John Tabor and I both, we just discount the East because uh, the SEC West is the one that matters. Now, I'm going right, to go.
1: Well, for the, hey, for the most part, you've been able to do that for about the, what, the last uh, uh, eight years?
0: Eight uh, years. All right. Here was the deal. You got Jim McElwain of Florida right. doing a great job, So, I, but you got Jacob Eason, the starting quarterback for Georgia. Uh, Kirby Smart, the head coach, not a great fan because I wish they would have kept Mark Riggs. So I'm going to go with Georgia first, as much as it pains me to say that. And I'm going to have Florida second. And. Man, the Fighting Will must champs, I guess could they climb into third. I don't see Kentucky doing any better than fifth. So, I'm going to go with my top 3. I'm going to have to go with Georgia, Florida, uh, as 1 and 2, South Carolina 3. And uh oh, Tennessee. Tennessee got a new quarterback. Let's go with uh, let's go with the Fighting Butch Jones as as fourth. Let's go. Fifth, I guess we'll throw in I'm going to throw in Stoops with the great year Kentucky had, fifth. I'll put uh, Vanderbilt at sixth, and who's that leave me with seventh? Who did I not name? Missouri. Yep. Missouri seventh.
1: Uh, once again, you are extremely close—not exact, but uh, but very close to to uh, to what we uh, to what we've done. And and once uh, in a couple of weeks, when we've actually got some samples of the magazine, I'll have some down to you. We'll we'll talk in detail our reasoning on this. I can tell you that. Uh, that what we what our our rankings are or at least preliminarily when I left last night. Um, I agree overall with what our rankings are, look like they're going to be. Uh, I would I would shuffle a couple of teams on on both sides from what I think our final rankings are going to be. But what what you just said is very close.
0: Again, uh, the great job you do telling us absolutely nothing. And <laughs> look for now. Last question, Mississippi State cover. I would say that you've probably got Fitzgerald on the Mississippi state cover,
1: you know this is we you know how many covers we have to do yes we, we haven't done them yet the uh we literally we literally have not one of the things that we've got to do this afternoon is every one of our covers uh they have not been they have not been done yet so uh and 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 I think you all know this the uh we will only do the southeast covers today uh we won't do the national college or the big Ten or the pro or whatever we'll only do the southeast covers today but we have a we have a national college edition as well that uh, that has uh, players on the cover. Uh, we've got a separate cover for Alabama and for Auburn and for Tennessee. But the cover that is the national college that goes into the states of Alabama and Tennessee will have Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee all on the same cover. Well, we're not going to put the same players for those teams. In other words, you're going to have two different Alabama players, two different Auburn players, two different Tennessee players. Same with LSU. We'll have a cover that's just got LSU on it. We'll have a national college edition that has LSU and Arkansas on it, and we won't have the same players. If we've got Geis and, um, and Austin Allen on the individual covers, then we won't have them on the national college cover. We'll have somebody else. So right now we've got a pool of like three players off each team uh, that we've got photos of. And we'll make a decision on which one goes on the individual team cover this afternoon. One of the other two will go on the on the national college cover. And and Nick, sometimes the player itself is not as important as the photo. You got to have a good photo, and it's got to be it's got to fit the layout. It's it's uh, you know anybody that's listening to us is in the journalism advertising field. You know you don't have uh, people uh, on covers of publications. With with if their face is going to be close to the edge and they're facing off the off the off the magazine, it's just it's uh, it's just technical things and the way that you uh, lay out a uh, print. And so uh, sometimes it's determined by what the what the photo is, the quality of the photo, and the uh, and the direction in which the photo goes. So uh, a lot of little things go into what we do that most people wouldn't even think about.
0: Uh, absolutely, uh, that is correct. I got to get one final question with you because. Uh, uh, I certainly have been following it this year a lot more than and normal. Uh, uh, softball in the SEC it just continues to keep getting better and better and better. And I know that uh, a couple of players that were suspended, I believe they're going to be coming back for the uh, Auburn Lady Tigers.
1: Well, I don't know if they're going to play. Um, they didn't play last night. They didn't need them last night. And uh, and I, I know you probably saw uh, one of the one of the girls involved uh, issued just a heart almost heartbreaking apology uh, publicly. Uh, that that almost that really was kind of an emotional thing. The way that she did her her apology, uh, I think they've learned a lesson. I think you know it's people will say, oh, he was too tough on them. They'd never been in trouble before with the law, and it's first time they ever broke a law, and they hadn't been proven guilty of anything. Why would you do that? I don't agree with that. I mean, if you if you get arrested for breaking the law, uh, you you suspend them. You don't kick them off the team. Uh, you know that'd be too harsh until things have run its course. But I don't I don't care that you're the number five or six team in the country and you're playing for the chance to be a uh, super regional uh, you don't let your players play uh, if that situation been that's the step he took I think that's the step he should have taken um, but now they are back at least in uniform and we'll see if they play this weekend very similar to uh, to baseball though you got two teams that have got to win or they've got uh, you know Alabama uh, is uh, has seven conference losses and LSU's got nine. And while they're way, way back behind Florida and A&M, they're still in, in uh, catching range of Tennessee and Auburn. Uh, but let's just, let's just say that Auburn beats Mississippi State again today. Certainly no guarantee that they will, but let's say that they do. Um, uh, Auburn's only got six losses. Tennessee's got five. But Tennessee plays Florida again, and Florida's number one team. Let's say Tennessee loses again. They may not. Tennessee's a very good team. But if they did, then them and Auburn would have, uh, would have six losses. But Alabama... Uh, they play. Uh, I think they go to they go to Mississippi, don't they?
0: Yes, is it right?
1: Uh, they yeah. go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a good team, um, but Alabama goes to Ole Miss. They've got seven, and um, and LSU I think has already got like nine losses. This is uncharacteristic for them. They play Missouri, who is who is down toward the bottom, but Missouri has already beaten two or three of the ranked teams. And LSU and Alabama run the risk if they lose here, they could put themselves in a position where they they would be very difficult for them to finish in the top four. Now, Alabama and Auburn play next weekend, and so that's going to be a real opportunity for Alabama to get to, to get caught back up. In the loss column, uh, Tennessee's got seven, Auburn's got eight. Well, Alabama's down at 11. That's a three-loss difference, and, and LSU and Kentucky are at 14. And while your conference record certainly makes a difference in your tournament seeding, that's not as important as your RPI and your overall uh, record when it comes to where you're going to get seeded, and the top eight teams uh, in, the, in the national ratings, if they win their, their first regional, then they get to host a super regional. and That's hugely important. And right now, Alabama and LSU would probably be on the outside looking in as far as being able to, to be a top eight seed, where uh, Tennessee, Auburn, A&M, and Florida, all four, would have a legit shot at being a top eight seed if they can keep winning. So Alabama and LSU very much do not need to lose uh, their games today and tomorrow, uh, they don't need to lose any ground on the four teams that are ahead of them uh, in terms of, of what national seeding could be.
0: Okay, here's where I'm going to disagree with you I'm going to let you go. Uh, the situation when you bring back a suspended player, I think when you suspend them, they don't dress out. The second you bring them back and they're in the dugout, I think it's full range to play because, to me, you're going to receive criticism for bringing them back. You're going to have those that say, hey, kick them off, they're off for good. You're going to have those, okay, oh, you brought them back, you get criticism. So once I bring them back in the dugout, they're, they're good to go.
1: Oh, well, they are, they are eligible to play. He said that. He said, he said exactly what you said. He said, yes, they're eligible to play. He said, but it, to, for, for me, they've got to earn their right. And, um, and maybe he feels like the apologies that they issued earns the right. We'll see if they get on the field today or tomorrow. But he's done, he did exactly what you said. When he brought them back off suspension, he said, okay, they're in uniform and they're eligible to play. Now, whether or not he feels that personally they've been contrite enough and if they have done enough to, to earn the right to get immediately back on the field, you know, we'll see. All
0: right, Lynn, I know you've got a lot of work to do. We certainly uh, appreciate it and look forward to that uh, Lindy's Magazine, especially going to the beach with it. Uh, you have a, uh, a busy rest of the weekend.
1: Uh, certainly it'll be busy. Talk to you soon.
0: All right, that was Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. Lucky
1: Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Ah-ha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office.